going on, everybody? And welcome to the Praise Podcast. My name is Eric Lade. I am the host of the Praise Podcast, but I don't do this alone. No, 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 no. I am joined by the one, the only, the Brooke Paninski. She is the co-host above all other co-hosts, and it is our pleasure to start another year, a new year of Praise Podcast episode 2024, Brooke. It is 2024. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. The years go by fast. The years <laughs> go by fast. Time it for seems a new one. like <laughs> seems like not that long ago we were just hanging out in a ministry building not far from here. <laughs> actually, a mile away. It's with fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Well, actually, it felt it felt like a felt long like walk. a long walk. <laughs> But not so far away, and the Praise Podcast was born. And now, three years later, here we are. We are so excited that you have chosen to hang out with us today and to be a part of the Praise Podcast family. What does it look like, Brooke, to be a part of the Praise Podcast family, you ask? You say, what does that mean? You say that, but I don't know what it means. Here's what it means, Brooke. It means that, one, you take part in the conversation. How do you do that, you ask? Well, you send us emails at brooke at centralnow.com or eric at centralnow.com. But, I mean, being a part of the conversation, that's not probably enough, is it, Brooke? Right? We want more from our people. I guess not, yeah. We want more. We want more. (laughs) So what would else really qualify you to be a part of this Praise Podcast family? Well, you could leave a rating and a review. That helps this podcast get seen by more people, which helps more people join the Praise Podcast family. You know what that means? That means more emails. More ratings emails. and reviews. I love emails. I love ratings and it's, reviews. It's all... Especially the nice ones. It's all a part of wow. the process. All that's right? Really and so that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a part of this, which you do, mm-hmm. you do because you have chosen <laughs> to listen to this podcast. So we are super grateful for all of you uh, that uh, are part. You do send those emails. You do leave ratings. You do leave reviews. And uh, we just really appreciate it. We're looking forward to another exciting year of praise podcast episodes brooke hey how was like i know we got to celebrate christmas with everybody yeah. last episode we looked back at 2023 mm-hmm. you know and somebody actually we need to mention this before we go on okay so one of our again one of our praise podcast family our faithful listeners trent okay trent said he he said i am really surprised that bonbons didn't make (laughs) your top of 2023 and honestly i don't know how i forgot that well i guess our eyes were open on like more of like yeah you're right because it's like man like memories that's like a memory like a fun podcast memory yeah for sure or not even memory it still happens (laughs) we love it (laughs) but i i guess in that conversation for sure just thinking about like events in particularly but um, yeah, that's funny that Trent would ma- mention that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad that that was a standout for Trent. Yeah, well, and just, I mean, like, my eye, like, our eyes. It's like, wow, yeah. I tried a lot of new things last year. Mm-hmm. Claws and pickles. You're welcome. And bon- You don't buy another kind of pickle, do you? I, I don't. Exactly. And bonbons, uh, those mm-hmm. are that the whole new world there. Yeah. Um, what else? There was something else. Oh, yeah, potato bread. Oh yeah, my my potato bread. My eyes were open to potato bread. Yeah, uh, and I, I also was there anything else? No, but I will wise? tell you, I I even made a point to like look um, and research to find because I can still see 
what the potato, like the sack of the potato bread, like, hold on, like the, the, what am I trying to say? Like, I know what it looked like, not just the bread, but like the packaging. And I remember it would sit in a big glass bowl in my granny's kitchen island. Hmm. And there would be like Granny Smith green apples underneath it. And she would just put her apples and put her bread on top of there. And um, very unorganized, but we don't ask questions or question granny for sure. But I remember it vividly. And I cannot even find a picture of it on Google to like show wow. you the, you know, hmm. like this is what I'm talking about. This is what this is what it looked like when I was a little kid. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, side note, I, hmm. I, I wanted to do extensive research, research yeah. to kind of like, bring you in on that as much as I could, but it was impossible to do. I know the other thing. Tangerines. What? Tangerines. No, you're wrong. Nectarines. Nectarines. <laughs> but that was the conversation. <laughs> yeah, nectarines. Man. Yeah. 2023 was the year of new foods. random foods. New foods. But would you expect what? anything That's less true. That's what <laughs> from the That's two of us? That's really what we're about. That's so funny. So who knows what Great. 2024 will will hold? But yeah. yes, Trent, uh, I Shout saw him the other day, That's and he awesome. was like, "How?" And I was like, "You know what, Trent? You're so right. Mm-hmm. That is that is That's a, great, a great one. We, we missed that. Yeah, we missed it. All right, Brooke. What's up? You know what we do first? Yep, sure we do. We do song spotlight. Sure do. If you don't know what song spotlight is, that probably means you're new to listening. So again, <laughs> way to call them out. <laughs> and if you do know song spotlight, then welcome uh, back. Need a reminder? Welcome back. Uh, it's basically this is what Brooke and I have been listening to. Um, that's been on replay a whole lot in uh, our phones, cars, whatever. However you listen to music, uh, this is something that uh, a song that we think you should be listening to. So Brooke, yeah. Give your first official 2024 song spotlight. Okay. Well, I was going to give a really questionable one, but since it's the first official, like official offensively one, questionable or like appropriate questionable mm-hmm. or like, oh, she's thinking about it. It was. <laughs> We're going to have to bring out the, the buzzer, it's, the beeper. It's okay. I'm not going to, I don't, pardon me. Now it's like, if I don't, everybody's going to be like, the emails I get, like, what, what song are you talking about? Yeah. It's, but it's like not even that great of a song. It's just like the very first like twenty five seconds is super catchy and it's stuck in my head, yeah. but like the song in its entirety is not like well now I'm raving, as well, so. but it's like <laughs> I don't know should I yeah. should I yeah you should I'd have to find it but I can can I tell you my one that's actually worth noting yeah just do that one but then we're definitely doing the one that <laughs> okay people are gonna the uh, people's opinions will change of you, which is why we're going to do it. Okay, I'm sure. That's a really <laughs> strong place to start. Okay, so the one I'm going to pick um, that is worth mentioning to you yeah. because it's worth actually listening to for mm-hmm. you to spend your time searching, um, but it is The Good Plans Doxology mm. by Red Rocks. Um, yep, we did that for a praise party, and... I, again, I love when Noah leads good plans. Um, and then I love Elder Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, like, at praise party, both Noah and Elder Nate just, like, crushed it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't even know if Nate sang that song at praise party or if he Noah did. But, but he sang yeah. it that weekend. Yeah. And it all is, was one large yeah. service in my mind because mm-hmm. we didn't sleep for four days. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, but yeah, just like Noah led that at praise party, and then Nate led that, just the regular version of Good mm-hmm. Plans that weekend, that same weekend, and so, you know, we got to lead that a chunk of, you know, a handful of times, um, and it just, yeah, I don't know, it was really good. I just love that song, yeah. and I love the 
doxology take on it. It was really yeah. cool. Yep. Really powerful. Yep, it's a good one. That yep. is a I good one. I recommend that for sure. That one is worth. Do you want to. me to go do mine and then we'll come back to your other one? It doesn't matter. Whatever okay. you think is. We'll do an, We'll do another godly one and <laughs> okay. then we'll uh, come back to your. End with the bang. Your filth <laughs> yeah. is what we'll come back. It's with. not filth. It's a Christian <laughs> song. It's just oh. not very good. Oh, well, that takes a little bit of the fun out of it. <laughs> Okay, what's Thank your now song? I'm, now I look like now the bad guy because I'm calling some Christian song filth. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. Mine is, so my tw- one of my 2024 goals on Song Spotlights is to give the people some names that maybe they haven't heard of before. So okay. instead of, you know, like, if you're listening to Christian radio or, you know, you're We know a, how you feel top, about Christian radio. Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, top chart people, you know, all that. Like, the, yeah. everybody knows the names. Sure, like, like the, your Brandon. Yeah, everybody knows bills. the people. Which, uh, those guys are great. They Love are them. great. Glad that they're Christian doing Christian radio is great. But, um, so these will be some, I'm, I'm going to do my best to give uh, some people. That's a big goal. Some, I like that some goal. Some names that maybe they mm-hmm. don't know. Sure, Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say for my first one. Uh, mm. this is not a new song. This is, okay. this is old. I mean, it's well, uh, not old 2019. So it's not like it's that old, but it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's not yesterday. What? Do you remember that song? No, was like, Oh yeah, it's a classic. And John's like, it came out like two yeah, years every ago. Victory. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Danny Gokey. Yeah. yeah the song's two years old. And, and like, no, it's like, yeah. wow, classic. Yeah. What a classic. John was yeah. so upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sorry. <laughs> all right. So this is by the Lowly Hairs. Airs. The Lowly Airs. <laughs> no, you were both yeah. up to a really strong yeah. start. The Lowly Airs. Okay. Like the you're like you're the heir of something, yes. you know. Yeah. Lowly being the adjective Which is to describe that age. Hairs. That age really. That H really threw me it off. It wasn't there. the H. It was the vowels that followed the H that confused you. <laughs> I didn't say that these people had the best band names. I just said that you probably haven't heard of them. Which could be why, but... The Lowly Heirs. H-E-I-R-S. Okay? And the song is, If It Wasn't For The Cross. Ah, no, that's good. What's it about? The Cross. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to use some context clues. And I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, it's got a pretty strong, <laughs> pretty strong cross link. Oh, as it should. Yeah. Um, oh. And so, but yeah, it's called "If It Wasn't for the Cross." Uh, let me see if I can find. Hold on, let me find some lyrics for you. Yeah, I've never heard so, of them or that song. I don't think. Um, or is it one of the ones like if you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I know that no, song. Are you really no, like? No, you <laughs> probably would, never heard. Of nope. It. How did uh, you stumble across it? Uh, it just came up. Like, as, like, you know, like, stuff. Like, like something you might like. Like, you know. Like on iTunes? Yeah, or you know, like, when you Spotify listen to one song, but, like, yeah. it's not a part of an album, so then they just feed you something else to mm-hmm. see if you like it. Which I like when they do um, that. Makes for great new discoveries. Exhibit A. Yeah, let's see here. How do I find? Right there. Here we go. It's pulling up. All right, so it says, Thank you for the blood you gave for me, the Savior sacrificed upon the tree. With every curse that pierced your hands and feet, my stained and sinful heart would be made clean. If it wasn't for the cross, the curse would not be broken. If it wasn't for the cross, the grave would not be open. But now, because of love, I can stand forgiven. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. And it goes on. But yeah, it's it's just it's a good, especially as we move closer and closer to Easter. Easter. It's an Easter song. Yeah, that's cool. The lowly heirs. Very nice. If it wasn't for the cross. Yeah. There you go. Good. 
So check them out. I honestly I couldn't tell you if they're still making music, but <laughs> might not be. Yeah. But well, speaking of, um, you know, people and bands, musicians that you've probably never heard of, that is the reason why this song probably isn't worth looking up. But it's catchy and. Maybe if we somehow have the same kind of Instagram reels, uh, you yeah. know, it might have come yeah. up and whatever. But it's, I think their band is called Strings and Heart, I think is what they, what it is mm. called. Um, but the song Flowers Dressed in Blue is what it's called. Mm. And it's like, um, like the very beginning is the only part that I actually really like. Play it real quick. Because it's. Just, well, okay, here. Just put it on. into your microphone. Okay. Let's do this super, ready? super. <laughs> and like, then we have to bad. delete yeah. this episode yeah, off of Super iTunes. poorly. Okay, here. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, this is like some emo. Like, yeah, I can see why you would be drawn to that. Yeah, you probably should pull it off. We're going to get flagged. Really? I don't know. Just no, kidding. hold on. It's like, and it's like the very, the very. But the very first line is the only reason why I like it. Here, I'm going to just keep playing it. If we had to yeah. delete it, it wouldn't be the first yeah. time we've had to delete yeah. an episode. Here, yeah. You guys ready? Who is this? Here it is. Ready? I see flowers dressed in blue, painted pink skies, proving enough it's you. Wow. That's it. That's that the is, whole reason I like is, the song. That is you. When I think of, like, that's... If you know it's me, not bad. if you know know me, know me. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind that at but all. You know but you know, it's that, also that, wild. That, that channeled some. That channeled some feelings for you, probably. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. There's just a taste of that that just hits my fancy. But mm-hmm. um, we were like, it was on Instagram, and I came hmm. like it was. It was just. Are they a Christian band? Yeah, they're a Christian band, hmm. and like one of their songs is called like I think it's it's called Secret Place maybe or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> that also intrigued me about mm-hmm. them. So, anyways, but yeah, and you remember we talked about forever ago when I went to the Jonas Brothers and yeah. we were talking. I don't know if we were talking about it on the podcast, but we were talking about it and about how like we forget how short like regular songs are on albums yeah. that aren't Christian albums, yeah. and that's like one of those songs. I like listened to it all the way through. And it was only that one, so then like it, it would loop the song on my iTunes, and so it looped the song, and then the beginning, of course, came back. So then in my brain, I'm thinking like, like you call it a good old instrumental bookend or whatever, and I'm just like, wait a minute, it just started over. Like it's, it, it was very short. But, anyways, so that's (laughs) that. Good what talk. a song spotlight to start 2020. I know. Actually, really wasn't that bad. No, it's a solid song spotlight. I thought it was gonna be much different than what you really yeah mm. i thought it was gonna be never mind i just that was different than what i was anticipating it wasn't as bad as you were anticipating no i was hoping that was gonna be something yeah. but that, that is like that is people who really actually know me mm-hmm. like no there's like for sure a sweet spot yeah. in my spirit yeah. for it doesn't surprise me the at all boy bands you, yeah <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all especially when that guy started singing i can picture he probably has like blonde hair or whatever and just i, can, I don't know yeah. That's so it's funny. It's curly for sure. Yeah, and it's just the sound of boy bands. Let's clarify. Yeah. It's not, Brooke was never like whatever that way, but I was like, it's just the sound. I don't know. I just, growing up, that was always the, 
that was always the the sound for me. And it's so funny. I'm 30 and then saw that on Instagram. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, why does this strike me? Yeah. <laughs> it mm. just does. So anyways. I get it. But yeah, maybe my kids will grow up and Bryce and Matthew will somehow, and Nolan somehow be, you, you know, never know. musically inclined Wouldn't enough to something? start a boy band. Wouldn't that be something? sing songs about the Lord. Mom would be so proud in her <laughs> I garage. I would be so proud. Yeah, that's cool. But Speaking of paving the way with great music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we get to talk about today, Eric? What do we get to talk about today, Brooke? We get to talk about leadership. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I do, I feel like the last chunk of our podcast episodes and per the holiday crazy, you know, we kind of like, you know, you just talk about, they've just been perfectly laid out and like almost like you, you, you have to talk about certain things because of the time of year that it is, you know? And so this is like the first time we get to have an episode in a few weeks. That's like, we can just talk about whatever we want, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we, per usual, never really talk about this beforehand and nor do we ever really know exactly what we're going to talk about until we sit down and start to um, record. Like, I truly have no idea what we're about to talk about, other than that it's about leadership. Yeah. And then I asked, I said, can yeah. you give me more to broad type? She goes, I don't know. Uh, what, what was the phrase you used? <laughs> the said- mantle of leadership. I went, Boy, that really nailed it down. <laughs> that really brought it in. Thank you for narrowing that. You just stared at me, me as yeah. if I'd say more. And I was like, what else do you want me to say about it? And he's yeah. like, uh, maybe yeah. like said, something we'll just, more yeah, descriptive. We'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's good. So, I love, 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 love these conversations because they're conversations that are unfiltered and they're unscripted and they really are just conversations that Eric and I would have with each other and like just, a, you know, obviously like, what are you learning? What, where are you at? What thoughts do you have? What, I mean, w- w- that's what you do. And this is a conversation that I'm excited to have with our listeners because um, it's something that I feel in the season that I'm in right now and where the Lord has me and the things that he's teaching me. I feel really passionate about talking about it and not because I have it figured out, but because that's what I'm learning about. And so as the Lord just reveals things or I read something or I, or I, uh, I don't know, there's just another way that he just reveals something to you. I mean, it just, or to me, it just excites me and I want to have a conversation about it. So I definitely don't start this conversation as, um, to be in a position of like, I know all this stuff about leadership and I'm going to educate our listeners. That's not it at all. What I'm telling you is that I'm excited to let the Lord show me and teach me more things about what it means to be a godly leader and what it means to be, um, someone who carries the mantle, who has the mantle of leadership in a spiritual sense right now for the kingdom of God and and the capital C church. So if you're listening to this and um, you are a leader, whether it be by title or by personality trait, this is so cool because I think the Lord really has a, 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 a call for his children who are leaders and who have that gift to really steward it well. So Eric and I were talking about with it being, um, you know, still the top of the year, obviously, 2024, um, it's a, the perfect time to talk about and reflect on um, just how we handled the year before and what we want to change or what we want to do differently, right, to have just a better um, or I don't know, improved year um, ahead of us. And so as a leader, I think it's important for us to take time to um, have those moments to 
have those conversations with our trusted friends, to have those conversations with the Lord in prayer and just sit there and say, okay, God, looking at where I was this last year and looking at where I'm now going this year, what do you want to teach me and how can I be better, especially in this topic as a leader? And so um, I'm excited to just, again, why I love this podcast is it's just a conversation. I'm so excited to like share like what I'm doing right now and um, what the Lord has kind of what he spoke to me and kind of what I've grasped onto as I like charge through this year. Um, so I, okay, two parts towards the end of last year, I, as you know, the, the talk of the new year's coming, of course, I then start to think about, okay, like new year resolutions or what's your word of the year? What's your prayer for the year? All these things. And I was not anticipating nor asking for this part, which is um, somehow, and because the Lord is kind um, and he is the best teacher, um, this, that, what he told me is what led to this conversation right now and, and what I've been absorbing. So I'm sitting there and I'm asking God, okay, so what can I do better and what can I, you know, improve on or what, what could be a, you know, a goal or two for me in this next year in ministry or as a wife or as a mom and all these things. And the Lord asked me what I was for. And so I just kind of was taken back by that because it wasn't really the response that I was anticipating, you know, and I sat on that for a second and, and he really just pressed upon my, my spirit, my heart. He just said, what are you for? And so I'm like, well, what do you mean? What am I for? And, you know, it just started to show me like when you, when you know someone, when you learn about someone, when you meet someone for the first time, or even you just hear about someone's reputation or, you know, you've not even met them. You know what I mean? Like you've not even met them yet, but you know that you already know X, Y, and Z about them, but you don't really actually know them. You know what I mean? And so that's what he began to show me. And he said, what do people know you for? And he's like, I'm not talking about the position that you have in ministry. I'm not talking about the testimony you have with your children. I'm not talking about the walk you've walked with your spouse. I'm asking you, what do people know you by because of what you are for? And I thought, well, Lord, I'm for you. Like, don't, don't, don't you think people know that? And he said, well, of course they know that almost just waiting for me to catch on to what he was trying to say. And long story short, get to a position where the three things that the Lord kind of revealed to me um, in a sense of to make sure that I'm, oh, I guess, conscious about or that I'm aware enough and carry with me to, to work towards or work on or whatever. There are three things that the Lord helped me to show, like helped show me um, to be for. And he said, you are for unity, you are for honoring, and you are for productive conversations. And I was like, well, that's great. <laughs> okay, you know, but I thought, wow, God, like, I know you have more to say on this as the days go on, the weeks go on, the months go on for this year. But, but I know he highlighted those three things to me on purpose. He says, you are for unity, you are for honoring, and you are for productive conversation. So then a few weeks go by, and per his leading and um, just a series of events, I um, enrolled in um, a mentorship program, and um, it's we've already only had one class so far, but it was stellar, and it's all on, le on leadership, um, and of course, from a godly perspective, and, and it's master-level classes, but like presented to you by... Um, 
or in a way that's just like easy to retain and quick to retain, you know, it's almost like your spark note version, but still solid food. Right. Um, but yeah. And so in this leadership class, so I've already got this word on my heart. And then the first session of my leadership class comes a few weeks after that. And the, one of the main things that she talked about right out of the gate was the mantle of leadership over our lives. Um, if the Lord sees fit, you know what I mean? Not everybody, you know, I mean, we all, we talk about all the time. We all have different roles, responsibilities and all different parts of the body. But for those who the Lord has, for those that he has made and called and appointed and anointed to be leaders of the kingdom and of the church, whether it be under a roof of a church, but more so and more importantly, mostly for the capital C church, the global church for his kingdom, he, he it's time for us to kind of, I guess, claim that and understand that and then use that um, in the way that honors him the most. And that can be um, the most efficient, productive, encouraging, um, building up. Um, I, you know what I'm trying to say. Just like we need to take responsibility for our call as a leader and we need to take it seriously. So I'm excited. I think this topic will be um, productive for people like or like beneficial. And I think it could challenge people. And it could. I, my prayer is that it sparks something in someone's spirit who um, the Lord has called to be a leader, but who doesn't really believe that. I think that, that I think that's what I see and what I pray can happen is that not only can it um, encourage and um, challenge those who already identify and, and receive that call as a leader, but that it calls up and encourages and champions those who um, are leaders, but don't yet have the confidence to claim and walk in the authority of the leader or of a leader um, as a leader that the Lord has um called them to be so anyways that's the that's where I'm at that's that's how we got to this conversation does that help <laughs> yes or no that feels <laughs> still really broad yeah I know no that feels uh like a yeah a much a much greater explanation that's funny Great. as to what we're, where we're going okay where we're going yeah I'm I'm with you you with me you trekking I'm with you I'm okay tra- I'm trekking trekking tracking 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 airs <laughs> whatever (laughs) we're not professionals (laughs) that's the best part about it um so do you want anything to say you want to dive in or what you want to do well well, i yeah i I think um i mean not that this is like an interview but necessarily like why i guess one thing question i mean you said unity yeah um honor honor yeah and productive conversations productive conversations so as a I guess from a leadership context, like where, why do you think that those were the three things that he, that he gave you, like those specific sure, words, that's phrases, a great question. Like yeah. what, mm-hmm. what, what do you think's behind that? Well, part of the fun is, I don't know yet. Um, but part of the fun is that he gives you a little breadcrumb breadcrumbs, right? Potato breadcrumbs. And potato breadcrumbs. That's right. Um, but I mean, come on, like what good leader is not for unity? Mm. What good Christian, <laughs> you know what I mean, like is not honoring and for, mm-hmm. you know, to their to people in general, you know, with yeah. their actions or with their mouth, you know. And then you just yeah. think like the Bible is pretty clear. Yeah. I mean, these are really good places to land. Like Paul's pretty specific in <laughs> Ephesians yeah. on the whole unity thing. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, productive conversation. And um, I love there are a few weeks. Well, I depending on when this 
um, podcast goes out. I don't know how long ago, but John's sermon that he started the year off with um, was really cool because he talked about it for like a second, just about, and I think he used a passage in Matthew, but I mean, literally even like in conversations and gossip and slander or whatever. And like, even the cult, like we're supposed, if something's going down, like we're supposed to be going to that person directly. Like we're not supposed to be having all these sidebar conversations with people that, you know, aren't really a part of the issue. And it just, I mean, like these are biblical principles that did come from, you know, the top 10 pastors of our time right now. Like these, this is in the word of God. These are expectations that we are called to live by. And the best part is whether you are a leader or see yourself as a leader or not. This is a, if you are a disciple, if you are a follower of God, you are called to operate from this posture. And there's so much to learn, I think, about unity and honor and productive conversation. Um, But for right now, and for the, for this, I guess for me, with this as maybe just my job here at the church even. It's just like, okay, even as a leader in this building that I've put you in, how can these things be beneficial to um, not only the people that, you know, you lead, but the people who are also leading you, you know, like I'm not the top of, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm worship staff. Like you look at my title and it's like, what are her responsibilities? Who is she really actually leading or whatever? And it's just like, you know what? About 10,000 people every weekend who know my life and who know my story. It has nothing to do with the title. I could say the same thing to every volunteer that comes across our department or any department in this church or a church. And it's like, you don't have have whatever title and so you think that you know exemplify or how do I say like uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for but like you think that then all of a sudden you're exempt from being a leader and that's not true and that's not nor is it biblical and so um yeah just I think the way that I am for the unity of you know our from the position of like I work at central right like I think if I'm for unity, like what does that, how, how, I mean, of course that's only going to help like, um, in a season we're about to have a lot of tension and, um, and, and change and transition and you just never know what's coming. We've never walked this before. And it's like, well, then we better be as strong as we can be in the core. Right. And so what, how does that happen? What happens when we're unified, when we're one team going forward ahead of the charge, like, for a move of God and out of obedience to this call he's given. So it's like, okay, like, boom, check. Like when people know Brooke, I want people to know that Brooke is one who's for unity. And same with honor. Like, like I said, I, do I lead others? Yes. Okay. Is it my position on staff? No. But I'm like, but you know what? I have enough people above me who are, you know, we say my covering or my, my, in leadership or, you know, that I'm accountable to or whatever. And it's just like, my job to honor them, like, and like, that's so important as well. You know what I mean? Like to honor my leaders and honor my pastors. And, um, that's a whole word. And then of course, productive conversation, like, and there's nothing more productive than when conversations happen that are clear and that are, um, intentional, right? So things get done when 
conversations are clear. Things get done, things happen, like, or things are squelched, right? Like things that might cause trouble or are stirring up or that are not from the Lord or not, you know, how we should be talking or whatever. They get squelched when conversations are clear and intentional and productive. And again, like if that conversation, depending on what it's for, it's just like, okay, like, I want to I I want to be mindful with like the outcome of our conversation here whether it's difficult or whether it's encouraging like I want to be intentional that it's at least productive. Um so yeah, I mean those are I think as like a staff member you know leading or whatever like I think those are for sure really good qualities that we need to figure out how to steward well and operate in and plus 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 the accountability it gives me saying these things out loud is required. Like I can't just hold that word in my heart and then keep it there and not tell you about it or whoever's listening to this podcast about it or my friends about whatever. And it's like, because then if I'm caught in a conversation where I'm not being, if I'm not unifying, you know, if I'm not honoring in the, with the words that I'm saying or the actions I'm having, or if I'm in a conversation that is not godly, so it's not productive or, or productive, you know, it's like, then I want the accountability to be like, ah, 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 what are you for? And I want that reminder of, okay, like, let me self-reflect here. And is this all these things that I'm striving to get better at or is it not? So anyways, if that answers your question in a very long roundabout way, there you go. Yeah. No, I think I would go as, I would go as far as to say, those three things would be um those would be maybe not the only probably not the only but definitely three pillars of leadership you might say um, oh i mean for sure wow and yeah um i would say mm-hmm. without a belief or understanding of or uh, if you weren't for those things then i would say um you're probably not a leader mm. or you're not the leader that God has asked you to be or you're leading something uh, that you don't really want to be leading. Mm. Uh, and so I think that those, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that those would be three words that would be important because, I mean, I think you don't, if you don't have those three things, then how can you lead, you know? Mm. And so, um, yeah, I think those are all great. Cool. Glad you approve. Yeah. <laughs> Me and God yeah. are on the same page. You and page. God are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But no, I think like even just with the union thing, like Paul, Romans twelve, eighteen, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Some translations will say like mm-hmm. as much as it depends on you, you know. Yes. And which I come on now. Which I I mean I like that mm-hmm. way of phrasing that. Mm-hmm. Um because like it's all a choice, mm-hmm. you know. Like we have the choice; we make the choice to whether we want to create unity or mm-hmm. cause disunity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was just a verse as you were talking on that 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 popped in my head. Yeah. In that, and then I think it's in. I mean, he says a very similar thing in, uh, I think, in Ephesians too. You know, mm-hmm. just that like the the importance of of unity that you do everything within your power to be unified. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I, I love it too, because, um, 
in in this leadership course I'm in, one of the things that um, she was talking about was um, like to be a people, to be leaders who are for um, reconciliation. Like we have the heart posture to want to reconcile, which if you want to reconcile, in my mind, it's like, well, then we're people of repentance and forgiveness, you know. Um, I mean, and that's a whole other layer of things that with, okay, that's a whole other layer of things that we can't even fathom until we've dealt with. Drum roll, please. <laughs> that sounded more like a machine gun. Sorry. It did. It's okay. Same effect. But our pride. Yeah. Pride is seriously, I mean, it defiles many. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, oh, like I just get so mad at the enemy because he really does use pride to do a lot of damage in a lot of ways and in a lot of layers in us. And so um, when we deal with our pride first and foremost, and then, cause that's a root of a lot of this is pride. And, um, and anyways, so I almost told one, I feel like I want to tell a story, but uh, okay, I will. Cause it's, it's again, honest. So one of the questions that we were, we were given a list of things and w- there was a word that came up that kind of struck my spirit as if like, okay, maybe I need to deal with that. But like, why? Cause that was the, the activity was here's a list of all these things. Like if you are, you know, operating in any of these things, like you need to deal with it, you know, get your crap together. Cause if not, it's bleeding out on your people. Right. And so, um, the word that lit up my spirit was rebellious rebellion. Hmm. And I was kind of taken back by that because I really don't feel like I'm a rebellious person. And I, so I, she then challenged us. She's like, okay, now ask the Lord why that one or why whatever. And so I was like, oh, sat there. And I, I just was like, okay, <laughs> just so funny. And I said, all right, Lord. I said, why is, why do you want my attention regarding the word rebellious? And, um, he was just, it was just funny. I'm like literally having like this interaction with him. And he said, and I said, I'm not even rebellious and whatever. So I'm asking him, I said, so what's the deal with that? And he said, I hear him say, it's your pride. And I snapped my head around so fast as if he was in the room. I said, my pride, what are you talking about? You know, like I don't, sometimes, you know, I'm literally like, what pride issues do I have right now? Like, did I not deal with that? You know what I mean? Like, am I not conscious enough? That? And I just thought in that moment, like how funny that in God's kindness, he's like, deal with this because ultimately it's a pride issue and I'm so prideful I didn't even know how to pride issue you know what I mean or I'm so prideful I was blind to this rebellious nature that maybe I'm operating in right now um that's causing me to like you know buck up at like things going on in my life or whatever and so it just was interesting and I was talking to Maria about that again accountability and um just laying it all out there being honest where I'm at what's going on and she said well someone once told her that we can always, she goes, if you're someone who can always identify the pride in somebody else, it's because you know it all too well in yourself and, or something along those lines. But it's just like, wow. Cause I'm like, there's situations where, I mean, like I'm quick to identify pride as like a, an issue going on with somebody else or, you know, with situations going on or whatever. But it's just like, here I am and asking the Lord, what's the deal with, you know, this rebellious nature I have. And he says pride. And I say, what are you talking about <laughs> to the Lord? I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's pride. Right. And so it's like, we have got to, I say all of that to say, like as leaders, like we have got to be self-reflecting. 
we have to always be self-reflecting um, because if, you know, if we're not in a position to like keep learning or, or be in a position to receive some correction or, or like be in a position that um, opens us up to like some molding and refinement, like it's going to be very dangerous for us to be a leader um, who who refuses to believe that they need to self-reflect to deal with some things that they've got going on in their flesh, right? So anyways, I think that's just kind of a word of encouragement too, like that I received and that I want to, you know, pass it mm-hmm. on to everybody listening. It's just like, when's the last time you really like had to sit and self-reflect on like, okay, I think I'm doing good, but like point out any wicked way in me, (laughs) but mean it, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. It was a good word. Well, I think too, it goes with this idea of it's, it's hard to lead something that you like, I feel like to lead sometimes is simply to just believe in something bigger than yourself. Like, you know, it's 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 a a buy in, uh and, and I think like you're saying, that's I mean that's a pride you know, there's a there's a pride element to that, but I mean obviously I think I think Paul is a great example of that, you know, of a guy that, you know, really went from two totally different perspectives, really, but ultimately he kind of put his knowledge base aside and just began to believe in something that was bigger than himself, you know? And that's really what, it, I mean, obviously he had quite the impactful mm-hmm. uh, encounter with the Lord, which obviously helped. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the end of the day, he made the choice to believe in something that was bigger than him. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, let's echo that. He had an encounter with the living God, you know? And and it we have to... I mean, I always has because part of me, every time I'm like, as leaders, as Christians, you know, as people, like, I feel like it just applies. Um, and there, anyways, but it's just like, we have got to be in close relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to. The, I, I, I love, John spoke on this a couple months ago, but I love the picture that it painted. But literally, like, he left the Lord himself left us the Holy Spirit for a reason, for a reason. And so it's like we're disobedient then, you know, if we're not calling on and and, and leaning in and really like growing in relationship with the Holy Spirit, like to help guide us, to help counsel us, to, you know, really, I mean, when you talk about decisions that need to be made or steps that need to be taken or whatever, like you, there are, especially in the realm of leadership, there are positions that you find yourself in that literally you're like, I don't know what to do here. I need wisdom from heaven and I need it now, right? And like, if we're not in close relationship to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, like, will we recognize, you know, that still small voice when he tries to teach us something, right? And um, I was listening to um, a podcast today for, well, for my kids. I, they were listening to it on their way home from school. And it's like a 10 to 15 minute Devo. And um, but even in this kid's podcast, I'm like, wow, that's a word. But like even in the in the garden and when Adam and Eve were told not to eat from the no- or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And there's this element of the conversation that sh- that that is it makes me curious because it wasn't about 
the the fruit, but the the point of it almost was like we want to know better than God, or we think we know better than God, or like we want to like be the ones in charge to say so or whatever. And it's just like there's a humbling when it's like, okay, what did God say? Right, because that goes, that's what this, you know, what we read about, and even it's teaching the kids. The snake said, like the serpent said, um, did God really say that? What? Like that, but that's the point. Like in that situation in the beginning and when, and when the fall of man, the question was, but did God really say that? And so you're in a position to decide, like, I'm going to be obedient here and just believe that even though, despite all else, whatever, the, the, I'm going to cling to what I know God said versus I'm going to start questioning it and I'm going to allow doubt to come in and infiltrate my mind to then make myself um, make sense of making this decision, even though it possibly might be disobedient. The confusion comes in. The doubt comes in. Oh, the fall of man, you know, that's the, how the story starts. And it all comes down to what did God really say? And so then in leadership, and if we're not spending intimate time with the Father, we will not know or recognize his voice enough, no matter how loud it roars or how quiet it whispers. We won't recognize him when he speaks. When we have, then when we're in like positions as leaders, when things are really tense and really difficult and we're asking God, God, what do I do here? Give me wisdom. And he speaks and we don't recognize it. But, and then we sit on it and we say, well, did you really say that? Like, did you really say that? And so in a situation here I am, the Lord's trying to deal with me in my pride. And then he literally tells me, Brooke, it's your pride. And I say, what? <laughs> did you really say that? Do you really mean that? You know, and if, he's like, of course I did. And, if, and, and I'm thinking, of course I heard him speak. I know his voice, right? Um, and so that's such a huge, I think, to summarize this thought or train of conversation of, of just like it is so important to spend time with the Father to be in close relationship with him because when you do that, you're able to recognize his voice and know that he said what he said and he really meant it. And then when you do that, you're able to continually renew your mind, especially regarding spiritual truths. That's absolutely required of us if we're going to have any kind of success um, as a leader. It's good stuff. You're just twirl twirling your beard. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just learning something. I'm just taking it all in. That's funny. No, yeah. I... Uh, I mean, it just radically changes your thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, it has to. Yeah. The way you process all that and you the way you view it and the way you let the Lord change your mind about something or the way you let him, like, shift your perspective on something. I mean, and it can happen in a moment. Like, I, and I've experienced that just in the last, last few weeks. Like, I mean, it really is a radical change of thinking. Yeah, well, I think I think we like to ask the question, did you really say that? Mm -hmm. And I think we like, especially in leadership, we like to ask the question, did you really put me here? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I think that that is, mm -hmm. a lot of times it's either, one, we either ask that question because we don't feel qualified, or two, we ask that question because we we want more. We're not satisfied with or we're not content or we don't like where we've been put and you know especially with the you know you're talking about honoring and all the other stuff you know i just think it is i mean it is again it's biblical that 
you know, if you can't steward and manage what God gives you, then why would he give you more? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, not only are we asking, did you really say that? But then we're asking, is this all you really have? Mm. Like this, truly, this isn't it. Mm. Like this, this isn't big enough. You know, I want to do this. I see what this person's doing, and I want that. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want this oh, platform. Come on now. I want that, and it's yeah. like, and and God's like, no, like, mm. you're where you can. You're you're at where you can handle, and honestly, you're probably not handling that. Mm. Like, if if you're stuck there or you've been there, well, then that lack then of contentment. Yeah. Right. Like the discontentment. Right. That's a and word. a lot of times that comes with the lack of being able to honor who's above you. And you know where that comes from? Pride. Pride. I mean, I can I could just it's a game I could play. I could I could just trace back <laughs> any kind of yucky thing of my flesh or whatever, like any kind of sin. And like it's it, so much of it. <laughs> I mean, this is not scriptural. I am no theologist, but I literally feel like so much of it can be stemmed back to pride and then you think well i guess that's what happened to lucifer (laughs) and adam and eve like it was it was all pride Mm. you know again from the fall of man to um what would you say like the fall of i mean would you call him one of god's most trusted i don't i don't know how you'd word that but like he was it like he Mm. was what i would say like the wingman Mm. and then and then it was pride it was pride um, and I think that's a word. Mm. Yeah. Cause I think, like think of, uh, think of Nehemiah. Um, like I think Nehemiah is a great example of like, just build on what God gave you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Nehemiah built walls solely on just faithfulness. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing else. I mean, he didn't have, he didn't have quality. He didn't even really want to be there, mm-hmm. but he built, he built walls on faithfulness alone and God increased. I mean, he started out as a cupbearer for a king. Like he wasn't even, he wasn't anything special, you know, but like because of his faithfulness and because he built on what he had, he went from a cupbearer to the king to Mm. rebuilding walls. Mm. Okay. That we now talk about today. Exactly. Okay. This is really important word too. And when, I don't know if I said this or not, but Alex Seeley is the teacher. She's the pastor who is over the classes that I'm in. And I, and I, and, and when she's saying, uh, uh, like, so she told this, painted this picture for us, but she just did it so purely that I'm like, I, that, that's, I've never heard that. And I love that. And she said, um, she was talking about David and, um, how, Basically, like when it came time to appoint a new king, David wasn't even invited to the conversation. He wasn't even anywhere near the palace, right? Like he was he was out in a field doing the job the Lord had called him to do. He was stewarding what he was asked to steward. He was in a field as a shepherd boy, minding his business and 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 then it's hidden is what Alex said, like just hidden away. Like who would come and find him? Who who would come and, and think when you've got this conversation happening on the other side of all these maybe people or, or you know, he's not even on their radar, right? But what was so cool is God anointed and appointed David as king. David didn't have to go and strive 
for kingship. He didn't have to strive to carry that mantle of leadership. The Lord entrusted him with it and that he went out and had, you know what I'm saying? Like David was hidden in a field doing what he was supposed to be doing. And when this time really did come, like the Lord saw fit and saw to it to then appoint, you know what I'm saying? And, and worked all that out. Like I'm doing a poor job telling that story, but you get it. Like mm. you as a leader, you don't have to strive for to be in these rooms or conversations or to have these titles or to find promotion or to find the pay raise or whatever. And it's just like, it's not going to matter unless your elevation comes from the Lord. And you're not going to get an elevation from the Lord if you're not going to be a humble trustworthy steward of where he's placed you and what he's put you in charge of. And, um, yeah, I just thought that what a powerful illustration and what a relief for us that like, I mean, Hey, I'm like, I don't want any leadership cause it's hard, <laughs> but I'm also like, but I know you, I know you've gifted me in that. And just because I don't enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the weight of that sometimes, I want to honor you with it if that's really what you've called me to do. If that's really the way you've gifted, the way my mind works and the way my hands can work and the way my feet can work and, like, all these things. And I just think, wow, Lord, like, what a relief that all I have to worry about is what you've given me right here and right now to take care of and to do it the best way that I know how to do it. So when the time comes, if the time comes, and there's something else or something different or something more or whatever it could be, like, I'm not having to strive to chase after it. Like, if it's for me and you've appointed and anointed and given me the mantle of leadership for that task or whatever for that reason, you'll come to the field where I'm working and come and get me when I, when it's good and time to do mm-hmm. so. You know what I mean? And and so many of us in our pride, and in, and we have idols of money and false sense of security, and so maybe we're chasing it for, you know, the need for control or the um, need for the financial increase or whatever it is. It's just like I would challenge you to evaluate that in yourself, you know, like really sit with that with the Lord and ask him, like, um, to help make that straight in your mind and in your spirit of of the striving element that maybe you're struggling with right now, like you can't keep up or you can't get there or you've experienced disappointment because people have gotten the job over you or whatever. And it's just ask them like what, like just ask them. And we might be in the wrong spot. You know what I mean? We might be operating out of a place of disobedience, which is why we're feeling so much discontentment of where we are and why we feel stagnant and what we're doing and why there's no passion and why there's no vision and why things feel dull. Come on now. Like if look at the fruit and then reevaluate and then be okay with what God tells you to do next. That's a word for somebody. Yeah. Hmm. You want to hear a quote? I would love to hear a quote, Brooke. Okay. It's probably one of the last things that I have on my notes to say, but it's really, really good. Okay. It says, you should be a great leader. And those who lead, those who you lead should be even greater. You should want to be a great leader. That's Mm -hmm. biblical. You're an image bearer of God, and he's the greatest leader of all time, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, so you should want to be a good leader. And not only should you want to, you should do it, do well, right, out of obedience. So it's like, okay, you should be a great leader. And then all of those who you lead should be even greater. And I think that also paints a really good picture and holds a really weighty, or it just holds a weightiness to some accountability, you know, as a leader and some perspective that I, I know not a lot of leaders operate with, 
you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's the one of the hardest things to get used to is as your leadership grows. I mean, yes, your res- like your responsibilities grow, but then really like the tasks and the things that you have to do shrink in a way because you're what you're leading, you know, you you have to empower those people underneath you. And so you can't, you know, you have to start giving stuff away. You have to start handing stuff off. And if you can't do that, then you you can't you know do, do that like you can't empower the people below you to do what God has given them to do, mm. and so um, and that's that's probably one of the hardest things is just when you're you know you're used to you know whether you want to call it the the grunt work the the hands on labor the the hands onness of the tasks the you know being involved being one of the the people whatever you know that's that's doing the tasks and then um as you as your leadership increases and as your your role increases you're going to find as the people you lead and the, you know that number physically or whatever increases you will find that you have to give up a lot of that mm. um not because you're now the big shot that doesn't have to do the hard work but because you've got to lead and there are, as we've just spent plenty of time talking about, there's so many elements to that. And you're leading other people. And you have to set them up for success. And you want them, if, if your people can't be, if your goal is not for them to be as successful as they can be, then what are you leading, you know? Like, and why are you leading? Where are you leading? Yeah. You know? It's like if your goal is not for everyone above you, or I mean everyone below you, to be as successful as they possibly can, then you know, then that's, I think we're missing the point. Mm. And so um, I know for me, that's something that has been just from different stages of different leadership roles that I've had as I've gone. It's like getting, you know, you go from, you know, I went from being over a young adult ministry and, um, you know, high school and middle school, you know, worship and, different things like that but I was a staff of one like I, w- mm-hmm. I was I was my boss I was my own boss and I was <laughs> and I bossed around my own staff like I was my staff I was my boss yeah. I was my secretary I was mm-hmm. like it was me you know yeah. and like so it was just I and then I went from that to now I have a position where I have a staff a, a staff of you know like 10 plus people mm-hmm. underneath me mm-hmm. and that was that's a hard shift mm-hmm. when you go from yourself and you get used to like well I need to do this I need to do that too well now there's a whole staff of people that you need to lead and empower and to um, lead well and set up what do they need to be successful what do I need to change Mm. Uh, how I you know like I have to I do a lot of things now in ways that I don't really like doing them I don't even think it's the best way to do them but it's what works for people Mm. underneath me Mm. and it's what it's what makes them successful it's what it's what they need so that's what I do and that's how I do it and and so like there's I think there's just a there has to be a willingness there to to change and there's a lot of things that I'm still working on to try to get you know to get better at that 
that there's a lot of things that I still need to turn over more and I need to give up more so that the people that I'm leading can be greater because they need more. They need more platform. They need more time. They need more of my energy. They need more of, you know, whatever it is. And so that's a, that's a, like a, you know, and it's not something that I came up with, but that's, you know, we've been doing, it's beginning of the year. I was just telling Brooke, like before we started this, I was working on our performance reviews. So like we do, mm-hmm. you know, like most, I would assume, I mean, if, if you're a halfway high functioning uh, organization, at least once a year, you should do some type of, uh, you know, evaluation of yourself and your team. Um, and so we do, um, these performance reviews, which is basically, you know, we just look back and talk about all the the areas that people on our team do well. And then, you know, just areas that we see for growth development, whatever it may be. Um, and we, we talk about those as well, things, things coming up and, and that sort of thing. And I was, uh, working on finishing those beforehand. And, um, one of the, one of the questions, and I didn't come up with this question, but one of the questions I always ask, because I think it, I mean, it's really up to them to answer honestly. Oh, I already know what you're going to say. Yeah, but one of the questions I ask I is what, what can, basically what can I do to be a better boss or to help you succeed more? You always say, is there anything that you need from me? Yeah, and yeah. if I feel like if you're not willing to ask that question, hear the answer, because sometimes it is, hey, I need you to, uh, I need you to communicate differently this way. Like, the way that you're communicating doesn't work for me. Granted, what they ask may be a miserable thing for you, but that's not the point. The point is they've you've asked and they've said, this is what works for me communication-wise. Can you do that? Then absolutely. I will change the way that I communicate because if that's what sets you up for success, then that's what I, that's what I want to do. I want to set you up to be as productive and successful as possible Mm -hmm. and so now and granted um, like just to clarify he's also not afraid to say no that's not what's best for the team right (laughs) like you know what i mean mean, like you're not gonna just just be like oh yeah whatever you want it's great but there is such power to like if it's literally and of course eric has if you've known him for a minute like you literally know one of the many gifts he has is discernment and he's genuinely able to like read in a conversation and see a need, like if they're saying a need or whatever. And it's just like, okay, that, that is something that like we can do, we should do that could be good and whatever. I'm like, but he also like has again, the great discernment to like also say when it's like, well, the reason why it is this way is because of X, Y, and Z. And he's allowed to do that. And so, I mean, I don't know that you ever had to do either one or have to do that, but I'm just saying you're Mm -hmm. the type of leader who, because you, um, you lead so well, you are able to draw some lines in the sand if need be for your staff. And I think that's also why our team is so strong and um, honestly in such a great like season. Um, and, and we have been for, you know, the last few years, of course, in your leadership. And, um, I, you know, you'll see people working or if you just catch like somebody doing something, you're like, oh, my gosh, like this is really great. And you always ask, like, who's your boss? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, there's so many conversations where, um, I mean, I even think of like Ethan, um, he's like the head of our like maintenance staff and, um, you know, I'll see Caden or Aiden, you know, doing whatever they're doing as part of the maintenance staff. And I'm just like, 
they do so well, you know, or they, they, they're so humble and they're so kind. They're so efficient. They're so consistent. And literally I just think like, well, why wouldn't you be Ethan's your boss? You know, mm-hmm. because Ethan is all of those things. And when you, if you've known Ethan at all, you know, the, what he's for, you know, you know what he's for. And, and, in a deep, in such a deep way too, especially with his relationship with the Lord. And it's like, when you know what somebody's for as a leader, and then you see the people they're leading and, and it's, it's just like, wow, like kudos, like good job. They're doing something right. Like that's good, you know, and it feels good because it's like you're unified and um, you're doing it God's way and you're, you're honoring appropriately and, you know, just all the things. And I mean, it's just a conversation that um, I really, really, really am glad we had. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see and hear even like the ways that it challenges the people who are listening um, and the ways that it can improve um, just the season that they're in of leadership or even um, give them some courage to step into it and, or even just gain some wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you know, um, to do the best that we, to be the best leaders that we can possibly be. Um, but yeah, kudos and shout out to Alex E. Lee for yeah. um, a lot of really thought-provoking material and concepts and shout out to the good Lord and his word for yeah. just always being so good yeah, <laughs> and right. And, and I would encourage, so like if you listen to this and right now you're like, I am the, I'm the bottom of the totem pole. Like I could, you know, I am David in the field tending, tending sheep and I feel, you know, maybe looked over whatever or or you're just getting started you know you're young and and you're just you're just getting going i would encourage you one to um i think some of the some of the greatest ways that you can um build you know whether it's you want to call it respect whatever is um you know one whatever tasks you are given you steward those to the very best of your ability and you go as far and above and beyond in those tasks as you possibly can. If that looks like you're a maintenance guy and you're vacuuming floors and you're scrubbing toilets, then by golly, those are the cleanest toilets and, and floors, the, and the floors <laughs> that you you know you you actually move the furniture to get behind them. You mm-hmm. you do the little things that matter that make a difference, and you do it to the very best of your ability. And then I would encourage you. That if you are in a spot where you have, you know, a boss or, you know, you're, you are being led, that I would encourage you to um, not in like a, a pushy way, but if you feel like that there is more that you can be doing, then I would encourage you to, in an honest and humble way, go to your boss and say, you know, flip that question around and say, hey, um, you know, with the current tasks I'm, I'm being given, like, you know, I feel like I'm able to handle all those, you know, one, am I handling those the way that you, you want me to? And two, you know, what, what can I do to be a better employee to you? Like, how can I help you more? Is there something that I could pick up that would take that off your plate? Or is there something that I'm not doing that would help me me to, to that that you need me to do that would, Mm -hmm. that I, that, is there something that I could help you that you're trying to steward that maybe you need extra hands on? Mm. Uh, and it, it, they may say, no, keep doing what you're doing, then, but they know that you're, you're open. Or they may have Willing, a yeah. long list. Or they may say, yeah. hey, actually, it would really help me if, you know, I know that you've been doing this this way, but could you actually change this? And, and then it goes back to the, the honoring and mm-hmm. the unity thing. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, Absolutely. 
you know, I would, I would, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, um, don't, you don't, contentment doesn't mean that we don't still push, but contentment means that, you know, I'm, I'm good where, where God has placed me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to work like God has more for me mm. because he, he does. But a lot of times we've just got to, you know, like anything, I mean, like many biblical stories, he's not going to give you more until you prove that you can manage what you've been given now. Mm. And so do your very best to manage what you've been given now, no matter how big or small that is. And you're going to look back 10, 15 years from now, and you're going to say, man, I'm really glad that I used to move that couch when I vacuumed because now look where that set me up to be Mm. now. Well, and think about this too, like, it ultimately comes down to you making the decision to trust God. Trust him. Trust his timing. Trust the positioning. Trust his, uh, just all of it. Like, just trust him. And I say that because, I mean, mercy, think about Jesus. Like, he, Jesus was born of a virgin, (laughs) you know, and the call on his life never changed. Never. He was a baby, an infant, but he could not be doing what he, the ministry that he did in his 30s that we read about in the Bible until he went through a season of, of preparation and of growing and maturing. And it's like God would be foolish to take a five-year-old Jesus and, and, and set him out to prematurely do what he had designed and called or, you know, and set for 30-year-old Jesus to do, 33-year-old Jesus to do. And so you just trust God and his timing and that he knows what's best for us and he knows um, what the work that needs to be done in us to set us up to do the best job that we can do for what he has for us later down the road. He's not foolish, you know? And so just take the you don't be foolish now you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you don't operate in foolishness and pride to think well I am ready and I whatever and I and um no none of that don't be ugly about it be patient just trust him he's so good and it's more times than not going to just fall right back on us and be a Mm -hmm. reflection of our posture and um what pride we've yet to deal with and and all of that and so, I mean, I definitely, I mean, of course, that goes back to the self-reflection element and all that that we've talked about. Like, um, it's almost like one vicious cycle that as we grow, we never get out of, Yeah, <laughs> which is true, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good. good stuff. We appreciate you listening today. Um, so these are uh, a lot of basically the conversations we have is uh, things like this that are on the mind of one of us that get brought up and then. Uh, We'll just have an open conversation. As we mentioned at the very beginning, we would love for you to tune in on that conversation, uh, to to share your voice, to share your thoughts, your opinions. Maybe you have questions about something that we talked about. You can do uh, all of those things. You can join in that conversation by emailing us at brooke at centralnow.com or eric at centralnow.com. Either of those emails will get one of us. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, uh, your questions, your comments, on this episode or any episode, uh, if you are new to the podcast, we are going into uh, this. You've you've come in to season three. That means that there are two whole seasons uh, that are out there for you to listen to and catch up on. So if you are uh, 
listening for the first time, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and uh, check out all the other episodes. We release every other Monday is when this podcast comes out, so we are bi-weekly. And, um, yeah, we've got a lot of content already out there that you can go back and listen to so you can get caught up on all things Praise Podcast. We're looking forward to an exciting year. Uh, if you know somebody who's in leadership, if you know somebody that could be encouraged or maybe challenged by this conversation, I would encourage you to share it with them. Uh, however you listen to your podcast, as this uh, might be a good way to open up a conversation, or maybe you are a leader and you've been looking for a way to uh, have some conversation with your team. Send this podcast to your team. Have them listen to it and uh, go have lunch or something and sit around and talk about it. And you can talk about all the uh, things that um, you agree or disagree with us on. It's it's great. So we appreciate you listening. We're glad you did. Hope you go back, listen to previous episodes if you haven't, and uh, be sure to tune in for all the new episodes that are coming your way in 2024. We're grateful to be here again. Uh, our mission here is to be people that bring the praise. And so we sign off all the time by saying, let's be people in every way and every day that bring the praise. We'll see you next time.